It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check us out wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of Locked On Panthers. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council. It's that easy, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. To participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. The Carolina Panthers are locked on the Cleveland Browns as they are preparing for their week one matchup against Cleveland. Here in Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte, Matt Rule, the Panthers head coach, entering into a vital, pivotal third season here in Carolina. Spoke to the media on Monday ahead of the week's matchup. And let's go back to a year ago when the Carolina Panthers brought in Sam Darnold. And the hope was they would be able to stretch the field with Darnold's arm, something they could not do in year one of Matt Rule back during the 2020 pandemic season with Teddy Bridgewater. The idea was that Darnold would come in here and they could be able to hit the deep ball. We saw that week one with Darnold connecting with Robbie Anderson against their former team, the New York Jets. And after that, we didn't see another deep ball like that until Cam Newton was starting in week 13 on the road against Miami when he linked up with DJ Moore. Week one to week 13, that is a long time to go without any sort of downfield threat. By that point in time in the season, Matt Rule was saying that the offensive identity was running the football. That he was talking about, we need to have 53 either rushing attempts or completions to have success in win games. That's an old Bill Parcells ideology of how to play football and really pretty archaic. Nowadays, all the teams that have success at a high level have an elite passing game. And Matt Rule loves to say the word elite, and he said it last year. They didn't have that. Look at Buffalo. Josh Allen, they have it. Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, they have it. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay, that's what you need to have to have success in the NFL nowadays. So Baker Mayfield, that's where he comes in. What can this team's offensive identity be in 2022 with Mayfield as the quarterback? Now, Matt Rule's not willing to say anything just yet. He's seen what they look like in practice. He's seen what they look like in the preseason, albeit a shorter, a smaller sample size. He's going to let it play out once they get out there on the field. If they can't pass the ball deep like they couldn't last year, this team's going to have a tough time being able to take that next step with Baker 
under center as their quarterback. There needs to be some semblance of balance once again. And Baker said it multiple times following the Buffalo game, how they need to play complimentary football as far as the offensive, defense, performing, and even special teams. Well, really offensively, they need to have balance. It can't just be McCaffrey. It also needs to be DJ. It needs to be Robbie, Terrace, Shai Smith, LaVisca Chanel. It has to be everyone chiming in and the Panthers not being one-dimensional, which they were last season. And really, it came down to the offensive line being terrible and then a quarterback in Sam Darnold who was not game enough for the Carolina Panthers to have an opportunity to have one of those passing games that you need in the modern-day NFL. Now, speaking of Baker Mayfield, we already know that the headline nationwide when it comes to this game is Baker versus Cleveland. We know the story of how he got here, what happened in Cleveland, and who they replaced him with. Talked about it at nauseum. Baker is not giving the media any fodder. I'm sure we'll hear from him either Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever it is, and he will probably still not say very much other than, I love the Cleveland fans. Enjoy my time up there. I'm here in Carolina. I'm focused on that. Yes, of course, it means something to me, but I'm not going to get too caught up in that. Last week, we had the non-traversy with Cynthia Freeland going on the all the Around the NFL podcast and saying that Baker said I'm going to F them up, and apparently that was a lie. I, I don't know what was said, but if Baker would have said that to her, would not be surprising at all. Of course, he's not going to go out there and admit that he said that even if he did. So I don't know what happened, but either way, the emotions of that Sunday game is something that everyone's wondering how he's going to handle it. I'm not necessarily concerned. Matt Rule, he's heard stories about Baker, and he says that he blocks those out because everything that he's seen so far out of Baker Mayfield is that he's commanded respect the locker room. He comes in, works hard, and clearly is a leader on this team, and I imagine will probably be a captain on the team as every starting quarterback in the NFL typically turns out to be, and that, that leadership that we've seen so far since he arrived down in training camp at Spartanburg, South Carolina, on the campus of Wofford College, I expect to see that throughout the rest of the season. So I'm not concerned at all as far as Baker having to rein in his emotions and whether he can handle it against Cleveland on Sunday. Now, we're going to see absolutely a fired-up player. I just don't think that's going to impact his play Sunday when the Browns come to town. Now, one player who's going to have the spotlight on him as well, as I talked about the defense on yesterday's podcast, in particular the run game, it's going to be on the offensive side of the ball in that line of scrimmage. Left tackle Ike Iquanu, going up against Miles Garrett, going up against Jadeveon Clowney. Two guys that are pretty damn good pass rushers. Clowney was supposed to be what Miles Garrett is, but Miles Garrett, as a former number one overall pick like Clowney, has lived up to the billing, having been a defensive player of the year in the NFL. Like he is a monster. And Ike, let's be honest, is a rookie. And the expectations should not be that high for a rookie versus a former Defensive Player of the Year in Miles Garrett. Both of them are extremely talented. It's going to take time with Iki Iquanu. We saw it in the preseason against New England where he had some issues. And according to some of the O-line experts, I'm not going to pretend like I am one, but I can tell if a guy's having trouble blocking, a little bit of it was Brady Christensen. Those two guys trying to get on the same page they've had the last two weeks since then to try and figure things out post that game and then against Buffalo didn't really see any issues but Montez Sweat got him Josh Uche got him um forget the other player from New England who got him some prime pass rushers want to rep and that's just the way it's going to go you're not going to win every single snap in the NFL or in college or in high school it does not matter what level you're on now Ike Aquanu won a ton of them of course probably back at Providence State School here in Charlotte and probably at NC State gonna be a little bit different nowadays in the NFL, especially as a rookie starting off against Miles Garrett. So, yeah, he's going to, at times, probably look like a rookie. 
Other times, he's going to look like the guy that they thought could be the the left tackle of the future for the next 10 years. So give him patience, and the Panthers are planning on trying to give him some help, but they also understand they can't do that all game depending upon what the looks Kevin Stefanski and that Browns offense gives them throughout the game. Like they want to give, or the defense rather, sorry, but um, they want to give Icky some help, but they also understand, like, hey, Icky, we drafted you here for a reason. Go figure it out. So we'll see how that pans out. Now, one last thing that caught my eye or my ears my attention, whatever, was Christian McCaffrey and the Panthers' plan for McCaffrey. I go back and forth on this. I was someone who honestly did not care how much they use Christian McCaffrey. You're paying him all that money. He's your best offensive weapon, one of the best offensive weapons when he's healthy in the NFL. Why not give him the ball as much as possible if that's what helps you win games? Now, if you look at some of the stats, especially when he has to catch the ball 10-plus times, the Panthers do not have success when that's the case. Those years have happened, the last couple, when they've had bad quarterbacks and someone who can't spread the ball around. I don't think that will be the issue here in Carolina this upcoming season with Baker Mayfield under center for the Panthers. That being said, yes, it does make sense. Now with Chuba Hubbard, who cannot catch the ball in the backfield, and Deontay Foreman to possibly spell Christian McCaffrey every once in a while instead of having Christian out there on every single play. And he's not someone who wants to come out. And the last two years... Bad luck with injuries. I think part of it, though, and one of the blessings that might have come from that is Christian has not taken that many hits. He's been in rehab on the, on the injury table a lot of times. But maybe he's a little bit fresher going into the season. They've talked to Marshall Falk. They've done all the, the, the advice that they can give and get from Christian. They try to do all the plans for his practice. But Matt Rule understands, like, when Sunday comes, 1 o'clock and Cleveland's there, he's a playmaker. And you need your playmakers on the field. Yes, you want your playmakers on the field later on in the season. Again, to me, it's more bad luck than McCaffrey playing too much. If anything, the quick turnaround last year, week three against Houston, that was maybe more of a cause to Chris McCaffrey's injuries than Chris McCaffrey just being injury prone. Because prior to the last two seasons, that was not a concern and everyone loved him. Now a bunch of people like to crap on McCaffrey because he's had bad luck. And the nature of the NFL game is it's dangerous and you're going to get hurt sometimes, especially when you play running back. Look at all the running backs out there, especially the ones that are high paid and are used a lot. They all have the wear and tear on their body. It's the nature of the position. But while you have him here under contract and when he's healthy, I honestly do not have a problem with him touching the ball 25 times in the run game. If you want to throw it to him five other times, if he gets 30 touches the game, so be it. Whatever it takes to help the team win, that should be the focus. Yes, you want to be healthy, but if he's not healthy, the team's worse anyway, so what's the point? And Matt Rule's really talked about if he's healthy out there, we're not going to handle kid gloves. We're going to play Christian. So, damn it, play Christian because you're trying to win games. And especially for a guy entering year three, he ain't concerned about whether Christian McCaffrey is available 2023. He's ready to have Christian McCaffrey this year, and he's going to do whatever it takes to win games. Is that better for Christian long-term? I don't know. Christian's not really concerned about it either. He's doing whatever he can to take care of his body, but it's football, and you have a really damn good football player. Play him when you are out there and when he's healthy. Now, again, key word is when he's healthy, but you really can't control whether he's going to be healthy or not. It takes one play for every single player to be done for the season or, in worst case, for their career. Now, let's hope that's not the case for Christian McCaffrey. Fingers crossed he can be healthy this season and help this Panthers offense find that identity that they never were able to find last year other than being one of the worst offensive units 
in football. Now, the Carolina Panthers have made some moves on the offensive side of the ball, but one side of the ball, the defensive side of the ball, they weren't making any moves. And there was a glaring piece that was missing on this defense, and they finally were able to fill that on Monday afternoon. I'll tell you about what that is in just a moment here on Locked On Panthers. I finally quit my fantasy football league this year, and there's one reason why, because of prize picks. And I'd rather just go ahead and do the daily fantasy and check out all the other sports. So here is how prize picks works. You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less in their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. It's ridiculous, y'all. The NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, soon to be the NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, disc golf, Euro basketball, cricket. I mean, you're getting the point. Anything and everything. You can use prize picks. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and up to the north in canada as well so do this right now download the prize pick apps or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match up to 100 with promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 if you deposit 50 price picks will give you $50. You get my drift here. So don't forget, enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 when you're at PrizePix app or on the prizepix.com. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24 7 US based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service anytime sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply see terms at discover.com slash credit card As I told y'all last week, I was pretty confused by the Panthers deciding to trade for LaVishka Chenault, the wide receiver out of Colorado, who spent his first two seasons in the NFL with the Jacksonville Jaguars. That was a position that I didn't look like it needed need. Uh, you have DJ Moore, you have Robbie Anderson, Shai Smith played really well during the preseason. Terrace Marshall, when he was healthy, was clearly the number three wide receiver on his team. Hollywood Higgins has come in and Looked really good, too. And then Andre Roberts, not going to be a pass catcher, but he's your return guy. I, I felt like they were set there with six wide receivers. I did not expect Carolina to add a seventh, especially when you look at other position groups, particularly on a defensive line. That's where I had heard and thought that's what they would need to add to that position group. Not so wide receiver, but as we sit here heading into week one against the Cleveland Browns, Carolina Panthers still have seven wide receivers and they're looking to use all seven of them in different positions and facets to the game. So we'll see how that plays out. But Scott Fitterer did answer the call and finally made a deal. Well, not having to trade, but signing a veteran defensive end in Henry Anderson, originally a third round pick of the Indianapolis Colts. 
from Stanford University. He's 31 years old. Anderson spent three years with the Jets and last year with the Patriots where he only played in like three or four games. Not a major impact. Looking at his stats throughout his career, Anderson had a career-high seven sacks with the Jets back in 2018 and has a career total of 170 tackles. It was 23 tackles for loss and 11 and a half sacks. So not necessarily someone you're looking at as an edge rusher. He's done it before. Matt Rule's talked about how they want to utilize him this upcoming season, where they might want to have him next to Etor Grosmatos on first and second down. And this is a move that really I expected to see last week. But now we see it this week, and it's good for game week this to happen. And they were aware of Anderson back during joint practices. And that's where I talk about the preseason. It's an audition for a lot of these players. Like, you might not make the roster here, but someone else is watching. And a team that might have wanted to draft you but wasn't able to when you're out there on the waiver wire or they want to sign you to the practice squad, that's how it pans out. And when New England put him on IR or on their injured list, and he was he had something with his hand, apparently. Carolina looked at him as a player that they liked during joint practices and felt he could fill a need here with this team, which now means that someone has to be waived from the active 53-man roster, and that someone is fifth-rounder out of Iowa from a year ago, Davion Nixon. He was one of six defensive tackles that the Panthers kept on the initial 53-man roster, and they decided that they liked Bravion Roy, Marquand McCall, and Phil Hoskins more than they like Davion Nixon. It's surprising to me that the Panthers are going to give up on a guy who was the Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year back during that pandemic season in 2020 and someone they drafted just a year ago. Like, they've already given up on him. Now, he's the third player from that 11-man 2021 draft who's not on the active roster. Thomas Fletcher lost the long snapper competition for the second year in a row to J.J. Jansen a couple weeks ago. Deontay Brown was cut, but he's on the practice squad and hope is he, if he can get his weight together and develop, he can maybe one day down the road be a starter here in Carolina. But now Davion, Davion Nixon is gone. Now, plenty of these guys like J.C. Horn, Tommy Trimble have turned out to be guys who are going to start. Brady Christensen as well. We'll see how things turn out with Terrace Marshall. Shai Smith looked really good. So eight of the 11 seems to be just okay at this point in time where you're going to miss. And that's part of the reason why Scott Fitterer made all those moves, trading back so that he could get as many bites of the apple as possible and looks like eight of these 11 guys, maybe even nine, if Deontay Brown can figure it out, can be key players for the Carolina Panthers moving forward. But Scott Fitter said back in January, when speaking to the media following the end of the season and that Week 18 loss to Tampa Bay, that one of the things that they absolutely would love to do, and he said this multiple times throughout the offseason, was to add a run stuffer at defensive end, someone about 285. Well, that's what you got in Henry Anderson, 6'6", 301. And he's likely going to play next to E.E. Torgros Matos on first and second down. Maybe they slide him in, play a little three technique, which is what Davion Nixon was thought to be able to bring to this Carolina Panthers team. And Gross Matos can also do that as well from the interior and Matt Ioannidis as well. But um, now you have someone who can be solid against the run. And I talked about this on the show yesterday. I'm looking at the front seven against Cleveland on Sunday. Jacoby Brissett, he's not going to beat you with his arm. If he does, then his Panthers secondary – will be fraudulent. <laughs> I, I don't think they are. I think they're going to be one of the top units. So I'm not necessarily concerned about these guys getting beat by the likes of I mean, Amari Cooper, good player, but Donovan Peoples-Jones, David Bell, Anthony Swartz. I, I'm not concerned about the Cleveland wide receivers and even the tight ends. Like Njoku can make some plays. That'll be interesting to see. I'm sure Jeremy Chin will be lined up against him um, when he's lined up out there, and we'll see what Harrison Bryant can do as well. Like The tight ends will be a part of the passing game, but Cleveland – should not be airing it out against Carolina Panthers on Sunday. What they're going to want to do is establish a run with Nick Chubb 
and with Kareem Hunt. That's what they're interested in doing on Sunday afternoon. And bringing in a player this week, like Henry Anderson, is going to allow the Carolina Panthers another, a better opportunity, rather, to be able to stop the run. Something that they struggled to do at times last season. Nine times they gave over 100 yards. Eight times they kept teams under 100 yards. It was either they were getting gashed or they were stout against the run. The hope is for this defense to go from good to great, of course, takeovers and stopping or takeaways and stopping teams in the red zone. It's also, can you stop the run? Because if you get pushed around in this league, especially later on when the season gets late, it's really hard to have success. So the Carolina Panthers bringing in Henry Anderson to do that, although at the expense of Davion Nixon, the fifth rounder out of Iowa from a year ago. Panthers also made a couple more moves, adding to their practice squad, signing safety Marquise Blair, who comes over from Seattle. He's playing behind Quadre Diggs and Jamal Anderson, Jamal Adams, rather. He has a little bit of experience of nickel, but kind of fell out of favor up there in Seattle. And, of course, there's the Seattle connection with Scott Fitterer and him. And they also added wide receiver Preston Williams to the practice squad, yet another receiver, and someone who has experience – in this league, as a starter in three seasons, back with the Miami Dolphins, Williams has 56 catches for 787 yards and seven touchdowns. Most of those stats coming during his rookie year when he caught 32 passes for 128 yards and three scores in seven games before going on IR of a torn ACL. And that year, up until he was injured and out for the season, he was the Dolphins' leading wide receiver. Possible that he might be able to find his way on the active roster at some point in time here in Carolina. And that just speaks even more towards the depth that the Carolina Panthers have this upcoming season in 2022. I mean, wide receiver, extremely loaded. Outside of DJ, we kind of need to see it from everybody else. Robbie, especially after last season, and we'll see what we got at Terrace Marshall this upcoming year. Well, there's plenty of options out there at wide receiver, and Man, I wish a guy named Cam Newton would have had those many options back when he was here. Uh, some of the corresponding moves, though, as you add people, you got to get rid of some guys. Panthers have gotten rid of wide receiver Rashawn Henry, and they've also released safety Kenny Robinson from the practice squad a week ago. We'll see what happens Kenny Robinson. Doesn't make the roster 0 for 3 there, and then back on the practice squad, now off the practice squad. It's been the whole yo-yo effect here in Carolina. I'm wondering for his sake if he wants to go try and find another place to go play. I don't know what his situation is, whether he bought a house here or not. Maybe he wants to go try and find another uh, organization, as it seems like the Panthers just kind of stringing him along, and he might, you know, be better to have a fresh start elsewhere. Now, there's three other things I'm looking at. We're all thinking about Baker. And key match of Icky, Miles Garrett, and Jadavion Clowney, how that's going to work out. We're interested to see how the Panthers can stop the run. What does the offensive line actually look like this upcoming season? There's all these questions that we want to have answered. Now, there's three other things I'm looking at heading into Sunday's matchup with the Cleveland Browns, and I'll get into those here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. You ready? And honestly, I'm kind of surprised that this flavor is still here because it's so freaking delicious. Indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right. Built has done it again. I mean, they've, been, they've been doing it. I don't know if anyone's surprised by this at all. Let me introduce you to my favorite. Cookie dough chunk puffs. They have a light, chewy texture, real cookie dough chunks, and of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate, like every single built bar and built bar puffs. All the joys of eating cookie dough without the hassle of making it, plus, it's healthy for you. Cookie dough chunk puffs are only 160 calories, and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. 
run, do not walk. And I'm just surprised. Again, how these are still available. Go to built.com, snag you a box for you and your family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can just find a good hiding place and hoard them all for yourself. Like, that's what I do. So maybe you should do that too. Doesn't really matter. Just get there to built.com right now and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. It's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your first order at built.com. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We know the storylines, and there's plenty of them, and Matt Rule talked about them on Monday when speaking to the media. Baker Mayfield versus his old team. Christian McCaffrey, back healthy. What does Ike Aquanu look like? Can this defense stop the run against Cleveland on Sunday? Plenty of things to talk about in this week one matchup between the Panthers and the Browns up right down the street from me at Bank of America Stadium in Uptown Charlotte. Those are things we're going to talk about all week. Coming up on Thursday, going to have the crossover episode with, I think his name is Jason Lloyd, not really sure, but whatever, whoever hosts uh, Lockdown Browns, going to talk to him later on with our crossover episodes that we do every single Thursday throughout the season. For those who are new, every Thursday, crossover episodes with the hosts of the opposing team so get ready for that so we'll get into all that but there's three other things I'm kind of interested in seeing once we get to Sunday let's start with Robbie Anderson he had a press conference on Monday um like all Robbie Anderson press conferences it was a entirely useless affair because he does not say anything of substance and seems to be outright annoyed by even being there and it's kind of like I appreciate the Panthers PR giving the media, a ton of players to talk to, especially like in the press conference setting. Robbie Anderson, we all know, he's not going to say anything at all that's going to be interesting and give us any sort of insight uh, as towards how he's feeling and what the team's doing to prepare for the games moving forward. So I just don't really know. But I tried to watch it, turn it off after two minutes because it was same old, same old. That being said, aside from Robbie Anderson not being media savvy as far as wanting to talk to the media, He's got a big year ahead of him. When you look at the deal that he signed last year and how they restructured it this offseason, it's going to be pretty hard for the Carolina Panthers to trade him and move off of him without having to take a pretty significant dead cap hit. And looking at some of the guys that need to get signed in 2023 during the offseason in March, not a great situation for Carolina to be in if Robbie Anderson does not perform this upcoming year. Last year, when you look at his career, was the anomaly. Had a career year with Teddy Bridgewater as a quarterback in 2020. Looked great. Looked great week one against the Jets. And then after that, struggled with drops. Got laid out plenty of times. Hospital balls thrown by his ex-teammate and now current teammate Sam Darnold. And just overall, just it didn't look like Robbie was happy last season. And he looked frustrated at times, certainly showed his frustration on the sideline and never going to blame a player for doing that, especially like this is their job. They worked so hard for it. And it just did not seem like Robbie was enjoying playing football a year ago. Of course, he loves the game. Smart guy. 
He, he, he might not show it to us. And just because he's not doesn't want to take the media doesn't mean he's a smart and he's dumb. You know, he's clearly a smart dude. Um, but he just we don't get too much from him. And that's what makes him one of the most intriguing players for me heading into the season. Is that you don't hear much out of Robbie. Uh, you want to see what he can do to bounce back this upcoming year because you have options at wide receiver now. Like they just added Preston Williams. He's someone who's shown he can play and make plays on Sundays. Um, we got a guy like Shai Smith who stepped up. Terrace Marshall. Hey, APB, where you at, man? Let's go see it. Hollywood Higgins. LaVisca Chenault. There's options behind DJ Moore and you who can come up and take your job if you don't perform. Like contract-wise, you want to play Robbie Anderson because you don't want to be wasting a ton of money on a player who is one of your highest-paid receivers. I mean, your second, your second highest-paid receiver and one of your highest-paid players on the team. So I'm interested to see what the impact that Robbie Anderson has on Sunday. We didn't see a lot of them in the preseason, joint practices. No one's really there other than the report things, training camp. There was not much to say. And he was in and out with some nagging injuries. He said that he's going to be good to go. Scott Fowler was asking him that. Scott Fowler, the Charlotte Observer, that is. And he, Robbie's like, it sounds like you don't want me to play. It's like, I don't think he's saying that at all, Robbie. But it'll be, I'll be curious to see what he looks like on Sunday against Cleveland as it's he's been a mystery man this, up, this offseason. Another player who's been a mystery man we've only really heard from once as far as the media goes, and I, I think there's a reason because of uh, the whole legal issues he has down there in Fort Worth and Texas, is Damian Wilson. Middle linebacker, let's be honest, been pretty bad the last two seasons. To hear Whitehead, number 52, as most people refer to him as, not good at all. Just confusing some of the angles that he took and what he was seeing compared to what everyone else on that defense and back at home watching the game were seeing. I, I don't know what happened with that. Whitehead, since then, hasn't been on a roster. He was really bad. And in last year, Jermaine Carter Jr. won the job over Denzel Perryman, as we know. Ended up being a mistake, but Perryman wasn't healthy. Didn't seem like he was a fit here in Carolina as far as, like, whatever culture and brand that Matt Rule is trying to establish. And Jermaine Carter Jr. was mm, solid at times, just not good enough, especially when Shaq Thompson was out of the lineup with that foot injury and then apparently playing with a knee injury throughout the entirety of the season, bone to bone, which... God, that just oh, the whole imagery of that just oh, it hurts. It hurts me to think about that. But um, Damian Wilson had a really good year last year in Jacksonville. Like Pro Football Focus, they don't love his numbers, but he had over 100 tackles. He was all over the football field, and the Panthers are going to need someone who can do that because that's not what that's not what Whitehead did, and that's not what Jermaine Carter did. And yeah, Perryman he would have done that here in Carolina, of course, but we didn't get a chance to do that. Damian Wilson is someone who can help this Panthers team stop the run. We've been spoiled when it comes to linebacker play. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis, John Beeson, Dan Morgan. There are so many of these guys that could run sideline to sideline and lay a hat on a dude and just know what's going on. And the Panthers need that leader, that middle linebacker again. And maybe it's Brandon Smith. Phil Snow said it last week that he's going to start for us at some point in time. So if it's not Damian Wilson – who they brought in to do that. Maybe it's Brandon Smith, but Damian Wilson, and I'll even throw Xavier Woods. Like Those are two kind of mystery men in a way that we did not hear a lot from them or about them during training camp and the preseason. Didn't really get to see those guys. What kind of impact can they have as they are trying to fill some of those holes that the Panthers defense has that just based off of free agency guys that left. So we'll see what kind of impact they can have this upcoming season, but really on Sunday against Cleveland. And lastly, the kicker. I don't want to be negative, but I'm just being realistic, guys. The kicker probably is going to cost Carolina a game this year if Eddie Pinheiro doesn't turn out to be the guy. 
And we've seen it in the past, as I mentioned to y'all before. I'm not saying to expect it, but it wouldn't surprise me at all if at some point in time we're sitting here cursing the kicker because they missed a kick. I don't think Eddie Pinheiro is going to be called upon on Sunday as needing to win the game for Carolina. But at some point in time, he's going to have to make a kick. And my hope is he can be the Eddie Pinheiro from 2019. Back when he was in Chicago, Chris Tabor. Like, Tabor basically handpicked this guy to be his kicker. And hopefully for the season, as Zane Gonzalez is done for the year with that groin injury, hopefully that can be the case with Eddie Pinheiro. That is absolutely a position I am interested to see. Like, special teams as a whole. Andre Roberts, what kind of impact can he have as a punt returner and even a kick returner? And then Chuba, Shy, however they factor in as far as, as far as the run game goes. Johnny Hecker. I mean, J.J. Jansen, not worried about him. <laughs> but Eddie Pinheiro, a special teams unit that needs to be much better than it was the last couple seasons under the uh, stewardship of Chase Blackburn. Really, the place kicker is the guy that you look at the most. And can Eddie Pinheiro be a solid option? Can he be reliable, dependable for the Carolina Panthers come Sunday and throughout the rest of this season? So Robbie Anderson... Damian Wilson even throw in Xavier Woods there and Eddie Pinheiro. Those are three, four guys I'm really interested to see what kind of impact they have on Sunday when the Cleveland Browns come to town. That's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Gazel. Again, y'all, make sure to follow the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And check us out wherever you get your podcasts. And be sure to follow me on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to participate in this edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. In the meantime, I'm sure we're going to hear from Baker Mayfield and from the rest of the Panthers moving throughout the rest of the week. But until then, stay safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.